Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Have you ever felt depressed about work only to have your dad be like, why are you so down? So you told him you hate your job and he said, well, you better talk yourself out of it. And then you thought, hmm, I love to talk. I could host a podcast. And then you went to Spreaker from iHeart and started a podcast and got good at it, then monetized it, then quit your boring job, then told your dad, thanks for the advice. And he was like, well, that's not what I meant. And I don't understand what a podcast is, but you seem happy. So that's great, kiddo. You ever do that? Well, you could at Spreaker.com. That's S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Ask your dad. You actually don't. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about magic sand, the wedding of the century, and a very cold, dare I say, frozen teaser for season four i'm beth alderkin i'm joined as always by the lovely abby abby how are you doing season three finale how have we come to this point already i don't know by the time we end this it means we have one season before we loop back around um and when we started this when we decided we were going to start back at season one it felt like forever Mm -hmm. like we have so much of once upon a time that we didn't cover We've covered it now. Like, we're we're so... Cl- I mean, obviously, let's not forget the absolute bananas amount of stuff that happens in season four. Because I... The amount of things that compound on top of each other baffles me. I thought that... I thought that the first half and the second half were too... Like, the storylines were something else. They crammed it all in the first half of all the stuff that's going to happen in the first part of the fourth season. And then the Cruella... And Maleficent stuff happened. Just a lot of, a lot is happening next season. I'm so excited. So excited. Did we start the podcast, I believe, was it mid-season four or was it season five? We started uh, with Dark Swan because that was my Skype for the longest time was just all caps, Dark Swan. Because of what I think it was uh, the finale of her taking it on like her grabbing the dagger away from regina and we were like it's gonna be the dark one swan it was all full of hype and that's what got us going Mm -hmm. if i'm remembering uh i think you're right yeah and i think that's one more season to go one more season and then so it's the frozen uh the evil it's the evil trio there's three of them right because it's like cruella maleficent and ursula Ursula, thank you. Yeah, and, and Rumpel, because without going into too many details, Rumpel gets kicked out of Storybrooke and decides he's going to be full villain by bringing the ladies, getting his little harem episodes. But that's, I think that's like the back half of season five uh, or season four, because the first half is apparently the the Frozen stuff on top of the Marion stuff. I, I it just... I'm understanding why, like, I I got really hyped at the end of this, and we'll talk about it, but, like, I was like, oh, this is an amazing finale. This is great. This Mm -hmm. would carry me into the next thing. 
But knowing the sheer amount of stuff that's about to come at, I'm understanding why season four was the jump the shark moment for a lot of people. Like the sold out jump the shark moment. Um, But yes, very excited and baffled that we've made it here. Yes. uh, This is season three, episode 22. There's no place like home. um, Because that is a major theme of this episode. It is Emma coming full circle, recognizing her, 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 you know, finally coming to terms with who her family is, what her home is. And it's, it's, it's a sweet story. It's, it's a, it's a nice resolution. Um, Jennifer Morrison did so great in this episode. I thought she was really layered and nuanced and, and had a lot of ups and downs. Uh, and then she gets Mickey outies with hooks. So, you know, win, win all around. You know, it was also layered and nuanced her hair. Holy crap. She went back to the Enchanted Forest and she got Disney princess hair. Like her hair has always been cool. I love this, but I also loved the like mid 2000s deep part. Her part was next to her ear, like a wild part. I, I could not stop laughing about it. She almost had full emo bangs because of how deep the part was. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, she didn't really get a lot of tips from Gen Z because as we all know, the middle part is back and the side part Snow is was on over. It. Snow yeah. was on it. Snow's got her middle part with her big crazy Snow, Snow is white Gen hair. Z. Snow is Gen Z. <laughs> proud of her uh so yes so this is the season finale that we're wrapping up all the you know the the whole timey-wimey two-parter uh this did all air together in one night it was a two-part big season finale very high marks for the show very good overall response from both critics and from audiences and i'm not surprised it was um, it was first in his time slot like there this is this was a big episode and um and then it ends on this very big reveal that Frozen is going to be in, in Once Upon a Time. And this actually, they did keep it secret. Um, apparently, they kept it so secret, they didn't actually write it into the script. They had the sorcerer's hat coming out of the urn at the finale in the script. Oh. And it was only, I believe, like the showrunners and the actress who stood in for Elsa because they hadn't cast it yet. And, and the director. And like a couple crew people like it was it was a bare bones crew because they didn't want it getting out that they were doing frozen they wanted it to be this really big reveal which i think is cool no pun intended yeah is is i i've heard of a cold open but a cold close crazy that's a bad joke um so i first of all just i know we're gonna talk about it later but like hats off to the stand-in for elsa uh at the end of this episode hips working and her back looked amazing like she was doing like so much acting with just her like traps and then she did the elsa sassy hip walkout i was like amazing amazing yeah, that cold was not bothering her because she was nice. made of ice i like that she's like <laughs> she's I, a terminator I, I <laughs> exactly but then you know the ice wasn't bothering her but you know what was bothering her beth the five dollars five dollar prom glove she bought on sale at claire's oh god <sighs> I, I, I wanted to love that that scene so much. I wanted to feel the hype again because I remember feeling it first time around. But I was just like, I was like, oh, no, these gloves, they're, they're ruining it for me. Like the whole thing about the gloves is like the gloves are coming off. It's a big whole symbolic thing with Elsa. And you pick those cheap ass gloves. What are you no. doing? No, you needed to go. You, you can't like 
They did the dress. The dress was perfect for it and everything. They had the hair, the everything, and then they phoned it in on the gloves. The thing that they have is the hero shot. Like, you can't... Like, that'd be like if... Sorry, I talk about Marvel all the time. But this would be like if they hero-shotted, like, Bucky Barnes' arm and it was just, like, sharpied onto his hand. Just, like, it's an arm. Like, <laughs> it's my middle arm. Like, it's like, no. Like, I... Yeah, this... So this this was a great season finale. Wild to watch, like, part one and part two all in one sitting. I feel like both of these episodes felt very packed in a good way. So watching them both together would be, like, a whole... Whole thing. Like, a full movie. It felt like a movie. It 100% felt like a movie. Um, Well, let's go ahead and dive into this episode. Um, We are going to start in uh, in Oregon, in Portland, um, with a brief little scene with Emma and Neil. It's very cute. Uh, He's taken her on a date. She thinks they're going to go to a bar, but instead he takes her to an abandoned amusement park. Uh, and they sneak in. Um, Neil gives her some exposition about how important home is. And there's this whole weird thing about him putting on a glove. I don't remember if the glove was symbolic or something. Maybe they're trying to connect it to Elsa at the end. But in my mind, I was like, oh my God, he's putting on a black glove. Is he going to be a serial killer? Like you don't, if you're taking a woman to like an abandoned amusement park and then you immediately start putting on gloves. No, no, that's, that's sus. I don't I like also- it. I'd also like to point out, and I, I did basically zero research on this, but I do know how to pick locks. Uh, so when he was like, it's all about the tumblers. Uh, no, Neil, it's all about the pressure and the pins, but whatever. Go off, King. Uh, so I love that that's all Emma had where she was like later picking a lock being like, it's all about the tumblers. I'm like, you don't know what that means. Like, you can't just stick stuff into stuff. It, a TV lock picking drives me nuts. Um, it's it's like the worst, especially now because I've also been watching Vox Machina on Amazon. Uh, and they, if you watch Critical Role, doors are their number one enemy. They're also not picking locks correctly; they're just shoving stuff. It's never working uh, because doors are their mortal enemy. But it's again, it's one of those. I'm just going to use a toothpick. It's just like it doesn't. Please stop. Please stop. <laughs> I hate it so much. Uh. Uh, and this is a very sweet scene. Uh, apparently, originally, uh, Emma and Neil were just going to, like, hang out on a hill looking over Portland or something. But they found this abandoned amusement park. And were like, can we use this? And the city was like, yeah, sh- I think it was in Canada. They're like, yeah, sure. Go ahead and knock yourself out. So they filmed it. And I thought it was I thought it was nice. I thought it was fun. Uh, I liked the bright colors. It had this nice, you know, it was fun. And Neil says, you know, this is this is what home is. Home is a place that you miss when you're gone. And that's kind of our theme of this episode. And this is kind of what we've been building toward with Emma for a very long time is her finding what home is. Um, and, and given how we get that resolution, Abby, are you are you satisfied with it? I like it. Um, I do like what she ends up being upset about uh, and realizing and, and coming to terms. I just think that her setup was a little bit weak uh, mm. when we first started it. So I feel like it ended strong with the reasoning, but I think they needed to set it up a little bit better because like you said, like in world and in, in you, like in that universe, there's so many other layers to what she's talking about and what she's actually talking about now that you realize it is just extremely selfish She's trying to take Henry. She's running away with Henry for just selfish reasons. Like, it has nothing to do with Regina. It's just that she doesn't want to be there. And it's just a very, like, it's this is what we were talking about before when they were uh, doing the New York, Emma, and uh, 
Emma and Henry thing. And I was like, I mean, I like it, but she's still not really motherly. She's still like cool, older, like sister vibe to him. And this is the same Mm -hmm. thing. Like she doesn't treat him like she calls him. Hey, kid, which is fine. I say, hey, kid, to my kid. But you don't see like motherly moments with her. So it's just he's just an accessory to her running away. And I think the fact that's never explored. uh, And again, because of this, like Henry's just put in a booth. It's like he's pregnant and we can't look at him because they just keep him in the distance. We also never explore anything with Regina for like the last couple of episodes with him. Because Regina's too busy with her eyes being all gaga goo goo for Robin because we need the painfulness of the the reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, I like yeah. the payoff. I'll give it that. Yeah, I do. I like the payoff. Um, I, I do wish overall the series had spent more time exploring Henry's emotional connection with both his moms because they... They do tend to put it more through Emma and Regina's perspective, not through Henry's. Um, and that was one of the saving graces of the final season was it came, it put us in the perspective of Henry and explored him. But by then he was an adult, so he's going to be having different feelings. Like even when he was the author, like we didn't we didn't get that emotional. Oh, my like, God. We didn't the author see his stuff. lens. Oh, oh, yeah. You, did you forget? The sorcerer, no, I, the sorcerer's so hat comes much, back. There's so much stuff. Uh, I, I, it is mind-boggling how much stuff is still coming. Uh, no, I also think to be fair, the season, the season seven thing. Uh, I mean, that is like a byproduct of becoming an adult, where you look back and you're like, oh my god, my mom loved the hell out of me. I was a dick. Like you realize all of this stuff, like being able to have that 2020 vision uh, of of hindsight and just being like, oh. I miss, and again, it's a it's a home thing. It's like I miss I miss when I lived with my parents back in the day. Like it's a nostalgia thing. No one mm-hmm. actually misses high school. They just miss having the safety of their only thing to do was be in high school. You just had to exist or middle school or whatever you oddly miss. Uh, you miss living in your parents' house and having free food and having zero concerns other than third period English. Like that's what you miss because being an adult is crippling. Anyway, I'm going to sip my wine for different reasons. <laughs> so we start with Emma. Is She is in jail. There was actually a deleted scene that I am very... I really wish they'd kept. I'm actually on... I, I wish they'd kept. I'm a little sad that they didn't. There was actually a scene between Emma and the evil queen and Regina. Where um, it was... They, they titled the Princess Leia scene. And... Um, and Emma is demanding to know Snow White's whereabouts. Emma's like, I don't know. I don't know where she is. And uh, Emma just is like, okay, well, well, if you release me, I can go find her for you. I'm good at finding people. And Regina says, no, also, I'm not buying this act. I don't think you're a princess. I know a, a quote, dirty street rat when I see one and then show, throws her in jail. <laughs> right? <laughs> I love that. That should I could I can picture I can did it does the scene exist somewhere that you can watch it? Um uh yes, in the okay. um in the DVD, I believe. Okay, cool. Uh but no, I can picture I don't even need to see it because I can actually picture it. I can hear mm-hmm. her saying calling her a dirty street rat, and I can also hear like Emma pleading be like, I can totally find her. Like it's fine. <laughs> Me and my side <laughs> part are totally gonna go find it. We're, we're uh, good to go. We're good to go. Uh yeah, like I I I would have that that scene would have 
again, it would have had to have been like a three-part thing to add all the, I, what I assume is all of the dele- deleted scenes they had to remove. Yeah, there was one they didn't, they weren't able to film that, I, that is a, a pour your, pour your wine out, although don't actually pour it out because the carpet's nice. Um, they actually asked Jamie Dornan to reprise his role as the Huntsman. Um, he was going to be seen in the dungeon. Emma was going to recognize him and want to reach out to him, uh, but then, but then not, and, and just have that heartbreak of, uh, and see two loves lost before we get the Mickey outies with Hook. But he was busy. He's tied up, as we'll say. He he's he's tied up, making bank uh, for something he never wants to talk about for the rest of his life. Oh, I love it. Um, that would have been that would have broken my heart. Like mm-hmm. the idea of putting Graham in anything at any point. Like didn't he doesn't show up in Hades, does he? I feel like we had this conversation too. I don't think he shows up in Hades either, I and I think, think so. we won it. And then I think that we, that was another conversation. Where's Graham? Graham needs to come back. I'm just, Jamie Dornan's busy, but it would just be so heartbreaking. Just those. That's that would be such a deep cut. Ah, some big name actors have have come and gone. Um, once upon a time, make hit making, making hits, just churning out star after star, and and four by fours. <laughs> After four by fours. That's coming I'm so up. excited. We're getting so close. We're getting so I close know. to recapping that. Oh, I'm so excited. Abby, we're going to get to podcast about Little Bo Peep the Mob Boss. I, God, we haven't guys, done that. This, there, we there talked about only, it so much, almost more than any other episode. Guys, I, listen, cards on the table. We only decided to start recapping from start to finish to get to Bo Peep. <laughs> it's the only reason we decided to do this. The the absolutely like, serious finale. Old. Goodbye. <laughs> and exactly, and we're talking about Bo Peep. Bo Peep's gone. All right, see you later. Bye forever. We're going back to Charmed season four because we've decided uh, it's the uh, end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Let's just torture ourselves for no for no good reason. Anyway, so Emma is in jail. Just, we've like barely gotten through the episode. I just keep getting sidetracked. Um, and sees uh, the woman across from her, who was the woman she'd seen in the forest. Uh, who she wanted to help, and Hook told her, no, girl, you can't interfere. Butterfly effect, ripples, things happen. You can't change the past. And the woman says, I hid snow. I didn't tell the queen where she was. And so now I'm in here. And, but it's, you know, I'm getting out tomorrow. And I was like, cool. Like early, early Oh, release. Emma. Regina's, Emma. <laughs> Regina's not bad. Emma. I came in a twister. <laughs> you know. I came in on a cyclone. I was here. I came in on a cyclone. That's me. Oh, this I, I, same energy. <laughs> I, I think Abby. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it. I think that should be our new catchphrase. Whenever somebody is very stupid in a scene and, yeah. and says something incredibly naive for the sake of the plot, we should. Yep. It's that. That is now an I came in on a cyclone moment. I'm calling it right yeah. now. It's just big doe wise. But I came in on a cyclone. Uh. Oh god, I'm gonna start saying that in regular life, and no, we're just gonna be like, "What are you talking about?" Uh, but yeah, that I groaned so hard. Emma, get it together. Like, I love that she doesn't quite understand how ruthless Regina is until about five minutes later when she gets to witness it. She does. She witnesses. So, uh, but first, uh, Emma manages to escape using those super realistic tricks from Neil. But we got about the, the flashback. All, all about the tumblers. You know, where else is she going to get that sweet fanfic yeah. from the tumblers? Yeah. yeah, it's it's not all about the Be- Benjamins. It's all about the tumblers. It's all it's all about that Captain Swan fan art. 
with them as furries that um, that exists somewhere but i'm not gonna look for it and don't you look for it either unless that's your thing i'm not gonna judge anyway so she gets out and she's about to leave and she does the the turnaround should i stay or should i go and the girl's like no go be free i'm gonna die tomorrow it's cool don't worry i'm not guilt tripping you or anything i get it i've sealed my fate bye but of course she's gonna let her out because we need the drama She's a hero. She's a hero. hero. That's what heroes do. She is Snow White's daughter. She is out to ruin Regina's life accidentally. It is a, it is what Snow White lineage does. I have things to say about that, but we're not there yet. But first, we are in the forest and uh, Charming has managed to capture Snow using a mix of original footage from episode two and um, and new footage. And I just had to chuckle at the new footage because I saw a little behind the scenes thing on, on the wiki. Uh, apparently for the new stuff, they just sat uh, Jennifer Goodwin in a chair and just put just like threw a net on her and she's just sitting in a chair <laughs> and it's just like I, I i can't look at that scene now without watching jennifer worse and just like sitting in an armchair with just a net thrown over her face okay now act yeah pretend you're hanging okay acting the hell out of it though uh and but this is yeah this is very uh season or season two uh love this i i like the callbacks i think that's what's nice about this like it's only the third season, but they're able to bring up this like almost nostalgic feeling because it is a twenty-two yes. episode run per season. So it's this is callback to years prior, and I love this. It's not only a callback to years prior; it's a callback to like characters prior because they've they've changed so much, and so much has happened. It's like it's a two-layered nostalgia. It's a nostalgia for the series as it began, but it's also a nostalgia for the enchanted forest and those those characters that we first met so it's mm-hmm. like it, it, it and emma you know em, that's why emma gets so awestruck starstruck with her parents that she snaps the twig and sets this whole thing in motion she feels the nostalgia feels too just as much as we do mm-hmm. this is so cute and then also cute because then like hook shows up he's like okay we have to fix this hello my name is charles i've come to fix things <laughs> I've come to fix things. Uh, we need to get the ring because my, my my girl's got it. She's in jail, Regina's castle. Uh, and then Snow's like, you know what? I can get in there. We're good to go. Let's get there. But we got we got to do. We can't do it right now. We have to wait. Uh, so Hook and Charming can have this very funny conversation where Hook's like, I like this girl, but I don't think her parents dig me. And and, and we get that perfect of like, no, if they meet you, they'll love you. You're yeah. great. And Hook's just like, it's nah. It's that back to the future being like, hey, by the way, when you guys get married and have an eight-year-old and he sets fire to the rug, don't be mad at him. Uh, it's like that moment. And I this this was cute. I will also say, again, very fangirly, like, I'm a fully adult human being who knows that these, like, characters, are, and they're fictional, but for whatever reason, Hook referring to Emma, and I know why he does it, but every time Hook calls Emma his princess, I was like, aw, I love it. It's so <laughs> it's so weird, corny, and fanfic but I love it so much, my princess. Like, oh, my heart. Oh, yes, the pirate and the princess. So they get the clear, the go ahead, um, but Snow is not there to accompany them. She has gone on to scout ahead and uh, do something else. Uh, But before we get to that, Red shows up. She's like, 
I'm going to get you guys in because guess what? I'm going to become a suspiciously tiny wolf that's smaller than I'm normally as a wolf. What, what, what was this effect? Like normally she's been freaking ginormous, giant a dire wolf person. Yeah. Yeah. This was like a tiny ass little baby cub. She's a pup. Was the CG, they didn't have the budget? We only have the budget for a very small dog. <laughs> I like the idea that like power of like her, the power of thought is able to make her much smaller. But I like the idea that if she makes herself smaller, her stats are still the same. So she can just be smaller with the strength and biting power of a full grown dire wolf. Uh, but yeah, I, I also like that like at no point does Emma or Hook make any connection to Red other than just like she's there. Because Emma doesn't have her, like, big doughy eye, it's red, or ruby, or calling her something wrong. She's just like, oh, she's here, and I'm going to not react. She's reacted to literally everybody else, except for red. And maybe she just doesn't like red. Maybe she doesn't see red. Maybe maybe it's just, like, we didn't know red was going to be there till later. But also, red's barely, like, shown up, so for all, all intents and purposes, maybe Emma thought she moved. Yeah, she and just, just just kind of forgot about her. She moved. She's a she's she's really like a like a lone wolf kind of person. But yeah, very oh. tiny wolf. Oh, uh, very tiny wolf. But like on her, she doesn't go on a murder spree. She like knocks the guy out. I another TV trope that always makes me laugh is knocking somebody out by head wound and then being out for a long time. Like not good, guys. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that Not happens healthy. with the woman later on. She yeah. is unconscious for seemingly hours. She's probably dead. Yeah, no, yeah, that woman's brain is mush. Uh, it, it's just, it's always so funny. It's like, I hit him with a big stick and now he's unconscious. I'm sure he'll be fine there. He's resting. He's just resting. I, I just found it especially funny because we've seen Red in previous scenes where she became the wolf and attacked Regina's guards. And you see her, like, as a human, like, wiping blood away. Like, she's committed. She's eaten people. Yeah. She's not eating people right now, but we all know, you know, and I know she's eating a person. Many uh, I persons. would like, I would like to track the the actual like violence because we, I, I remember you and I freaking out about like Red being the front of the guard and just like absolutely eviscerating an army uh, with no remorse. And there's been some kind of like oddly violent moments. I'm wondering if because of where they head with season four and knowing they were bringing in a young audience, if that's what they decided to do. Like a kid is going to want to watch this because Elsa. So we cannot have Red rip this guy's head off. That I wouldn't be surprised by that. Like we, we the show definitely takes on a different tone and it's going to be one that's interesting to explore. Like in a previous season, Regina flat out murdered an entire village of people, and we see her like standing over the corpses of dozens of people. Yeah. Like she murdered an entire town, and we yeah. see we see the dead bodies. Uh, in in season two, Cora kills a bunch of people and rips out their hearts, and you see them all on the ground with their hearts torn, with their mm-hmm. chests torn open. Like we've had some gnarly shit, but yeah, no, for. Yeah, we're gonna get Merida in her full Merida outfit later. Like we're we're changing the, the times they are a changing. I Beth, you keep reminding me of things that are coming. <laughs> it my brain cannot possibly process how much is happening. I I forgot about Merida. I I can't wait to recap an episode we've already recapped and be like, I forgot completely about this. When five years ago, there's footage of me talking about it happening. 
Well, we get inside. Uh, Red knocks out the guard um, non-fatally. And they're about to go rescue Emma. But lo and behold, she has rescued herself. She is no damsel in distress. But she has rescued another damsel in distress. The strange woman here. She's going to come with us. It's fine. We're going to go. Even though Hook's like, no, put her back in the cell. She dies in the morning. Well, well, I love I love that it's like, it's a good juxtaposition. Like he has two modes where he's just like, Emma, I was supposed to save you. I was supposed to be your dashing knight in shining armor and save you. Uh, and so that you would be just like so in love with me because of how uh, attractive and masculine and alpha I am that I came and saved you. Also, that woman needs to go back in her cell and be murdered in the morning. <laughs> like, it's just like, I love you so much and I wanted to save you. That woman needs to die. Like, <laughs> hook, get it together. Yeah, he's 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 not endearing himself uh, a lot right now, but but don't worry, he will later with a story about a boat. So they, they, they start to flee, uh, but Snow's not with them. Because where's Snow? Uh, Snow is, is, is doing some damage to the timeline. <laughs> I'm sorry. The comic, like, like Three Stooges moment of like, e- like, so Regina is sitting there looking at an apple. And I can't believe that this is the apple that they use because this looked like the most Walmart apple I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's grown too much. It's too big and it's weird shaped. Like, usually Regina has these perfectly spherical cartoon looking apples. And she's staring at it like it owes her money. I don't understand what's (laughs) happening here. Like, I think she's trying to, she's like, I'm going to give this to to Snow so she can eat it. Like, that's what's supposed to be happening here. But she's staring at it like, "I, I hate this apple so much. This apple has so many like weird simple sugars and carbs and I hate it so much. And you just see like on the side of the screen, this three stooges moment of Snow White, just like there's a wall. And then she just like, like just peeking in like, hello. It's the most obvious, like she's supposed to be this master like rogue situation. And she just like peeks in just like, ah, sneak, 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 sneak. She gets caught shockingly. What is this scene? So, yeah, so in this scene, Snow has the dark fairy dust, although apparently not all of it. It's only the half portion. Um, and she's got in her hand and she's going to, she, t- she flat out tells Regina that she has it instead of just attacking her with it right away. Like, she gives Regina ample opportunity to defend herself. And and is like, here, I have this dust. I'm going to throw it at you and I'm going to turn you into a bug and I'm going to swish, swish you and you're going to die and it's going to be very sad. And then she does, or at least she attempts to, and Regina stops it. So this was this was the like the thing that was weird to me because most of the timeline stuff, the timey wimey stuff they've changed has been both mostly getting us back to our original place. But this is a different one because there was a whole thing in Snow's early story where she had this this dark fairy dust to kill the queen, and. That was like, oh, if she if she killed the queen, that would be the super dark turn for her character. But then we never had to find out whether or not she'd do it because something else comes up. And and that kind of informed us like, oh, we'll dodge that bullet and Snow eventually learns the path of forgiveness. But she just attempted murder. Listen, I think I think the implication here is that Snow's always been kind of dark, unchecked. Like, the people that keep Snow on her path, now, I'm saying this because in a little bit I'm going to start talking about alcoholism and drunk and uh, drug addiction because of 
something I realized about the Rumpel Bell relationship that made me very angry. We'll get there. But Snow, unchecked by herself, she just like sits in the forest, like, I'm gonna kill her. I'm gonna kill her. She's like going full Arya Stark. But like, if she has people around her being like, hey, maybe don't kill her. That's not super chill. And she's like, oh, you're right. That is not super chill. She needs people. She needs a support system. Because Snow on her own is unhinged. Like, by herself, she goes to lawful, like, have you, t- can you tell, by the way, that I've been reading my 5e Dungeons and Dragons book, like, way too much? Uh, <laughs> she goes into, like, a like a chaotic state, but, like, usually she's, like, a lawful good. And so, yeah, I liked that they were like, hey, by the way, Snow, always kind of a dick. Like, she would do this. What makes me laugh the most about this scene is because we were talking about this right before it started, I think trying to figure out how much dust she used and why she saved some of it. Regina turns, like, cut to, she turns, some, like, the trolls into to, to bugs later. Does she, like, sweep it up off the ground or does she turn them into bugs regular? Does she, like, sweep it up off the ground and then throw it at the trolls? Yeah, I think I think she had a minion, like, one of her guards, like, put it back into one of the Claire's bottles so she could reuse it later. It, it re- reduce, reuse, recycle. You know so, what? Opportunities. That's a dosage qu- question if if you get a bunch of dark fairy dust how much do i need to throw at somebody to turn them into a full bug like if i only throw like a couple specks are you a full bug or do i have to throw half a quarter like how much no one ever asks these questions drives me nuts no no but we also don't really find out anything about dark fairy until later on hey guess what the remember when God. Dark fairy was- <laughs> <laughs> i just so I'm doing callbacks and call forwards. This ep- this episode has everything. Oh, this, this okay. episode has everything. So Snow fails because Regina has dark magic. So of course she can repel dark magic. It's a, it's a not a great argument, but there we are. And, and Snow just decides to use this opportunity to be like, hey, you know what? What happened with Daniel is not my fault. I know I just tried to murder you, but like, let's be chill. And Regina's like, no, we're not going to be chill. I'm going to go burn you at the stake right now. Let's go. And she's getting tied to a stake. She's getting blindfolded. She's getting tied. And and then up in the castle, we see Emma, Hook, Red, Charming just standing out the window. And and they're like, we have to get down to her. And Charming just says, we don't have time. I, what was this? At no point does anyone, this whole scene was so weird and sterile. Because first of all, you don't like... You don't get to hear, like, snow is making no noise. Like, the fact that someone gets burned alive, like, you can be very stoic about things. Uh, When you start getting burned alive, you're going to make noise. Like, you're going to make some sort of screaming, yelling noise. You can only be so badass for so long before you just lose your mind. So that didn't happen. There's no way they should have thought she was actually dead. Second of all, they're just fully watching this silently. Like, single tears rolling down their cheeks. I thought they were going to go, like, full, like, The Graduate, where, like, Charming is, like, pounding on the glass. No! Just no! And bursts through it and hits the ground and does a roll and stabs Regina. Like, I don't know. Anything! I think that they're, like, I get maybe they don't have time to run down the stairs or anything. They have a wolf with them. Red, take off your cloak, bound down the stairs. You have the speed of ten men and go just charge at snow and get her the hell out of there like why did like the fact that none of them try and they just watch i was like i get that charming doesn't really care much about her <laughs> right now because they don't know each other very well he's like eh, whoop goodbye I, I don't know i don't even You're think cute. i feel like i feel like he wouldn't watch snow whether he knew her or not burn 
Like, I feel like he wouldn't let that happen. Again, these this is charming. Uh, Charming's uh, progeny next to him. He, well, whether he knows it or not. Cabs and Hook and Little Red Riding Hood. All four to be known impulse freaks that just do stuff. The j- leap, then look. That's their entire coding. And they all just stood there. Like, are they out of energy? What's going on? No one tried to make it for the stairs. No one tried to yell and make their scene notice or, like, just make things worse. Like, that would be, if she was really in threat of dying, all four of them would have made that situation so much worse faster. And that's the charming family I know and love. Nope, but instead they watch from from a distance and Emma, Emma's tears, crocodile tears falling down her face, cascading because she is watching her mother die in front of her. Red howls like the wolf and everyone is very sad. And and Hook tries to comfort her by being like, you know, my brother died too, so I get it. And, and like, you got to not let it consume you. I know you're, you just watched your mom die five seconds ago. Also, like, soup, like, I, listen, I'm fine with tears. Me personally, Captain Hook, the crocodile tears repulsive i hate them <laughs> no crocodile tears allowed like what what is it with with people and trying to compare their pain with someone else's when it's probably not the same Guys, don't do like this. hook does this to emma there's a difference between your your, your brother is dying yes you're close it's also a long time ago watching your mother get burned alive in front of you and being a- unable to stop it that's different. I'm sorry, Hook. You can't relate. But then like, we also have the thing with Regina and Robin. Like, Regina's like, yeah, my, my high school boyfriend like died. It sucked. It does suck. But also, the mother of his child. Yeah. He is a single father. Like, there's there's a difference. So this is this is like a this is a a very human struggle I have of the difference between trying to one up somebody, which is what those stories are. Those kind of stories are one upping. Or sharing to help. There's a different way to share that and being like, listen, I understand what you're going through. I also lost a family member and it was very upsetting. Let it out. Like, at no point, like, that's this I hated because it was just like, uh, yeah, I felt guilty about my brother's death too. You can't let it consume you. Hook, it's been so long for you it has been so long between your brother's death and now you've had a lot of time to go through all of the cycles of grief a couple of times slide back go forward do all kinds of stuff but then to tell somebody who is very very clearly already in depression slash the denial stage is a wild choice um and just before i forget i the one thing about the campfire scene with him and him charming, I didn't like just to call all the way back to that was when he was like, yeah, I realized that like, you know, true love is what I needed. And he was like, Oh, because of your princess who's in the prison. Like, no, because of Rumpel's wife, like he realized he could love again because of that. Like, I thought it was weird that we didn't talk about Mila. Yeah. Yeah. But, but I just like, yeah, but event like also with Emma, she doesn't really bring up Neil that much anymore in terms of like teaching her how to love. Like, the we don't we don't want to remember the past ships we need to sail the current ship so none of the other ships matter none they those have sailed they're gone forever i guess i just think it's very unhealthy guys you're adults you had pasts before you met your significant others it's okay to talk about them as long as you're not being weird about it like man 
Abby, I the love only Neil reason you so talk much. about them, the only reason you talk about them is if they're going to come back later and cause problems in your relationship. If they're going to come back from the Enchanted Forest because they were set to die, but now they're in an alternate timeline and oh, no. and a mother and son were reunited, oh, no. but apparently you're going to be really pissed off about it. One of the worst storylines of all time. Oh, no. How is that the worst one? Like, of all the things. Well, I know why it is. It's because it's absolutely unhinged and absolutely against several laws. Anyway... Anyway, including, including okay. the law of human decency. Anyway, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Emma notices that she her she's not fading in the photograph, and um, she hasn't died yet. So she's like, "What the hell happened? If, if snow's gone, shouldn't shouldn't I be you know fading away from existence?" Uh, and then and then a pesky bug shows up, <laughs> and it's very sick. pesky. Ladybug flying around everywhere. Hook is about to murder it, and Charming goes, "Oh wait, it's my love. I mean, this random woman I barely know." <laughs> No, my beautiful, beautiful ladybug. Uh, and so they they manage, they realize that this is probably snow. She's probably fine. And they summon the blue fairy. Uh, the blue fairy sees right through Emma's shit and is I like, I love this. I know you're lying, but we're, we're just in it. You know what? Ignorance is bliss. I'm not going to pry. Hi, who are you? I'm Princess Leia. Bitch, no, you're not. <laughs> like, I love, like, but whatever. Whatever. Uh, but I, again, Emma, like, has no reaction to this. Like, this is a woman you've seen as a nun, only as a nun. You've only ever seen her in her, like, nun getup. Like, very conservative. Like, yeah, she can do magic and we talk to her and we call her blue and we do that. You are seeing this woman in her big jellyfish, big cleavage, uh, big hair moment. Very small. You have a reaction to that. The difference I between one person. And I, I just... I think we're seeing the difference between the writers of the previous episode and this one because the showrunners wrote this episode. Right. And they're so familiar with the fairy tale versions of these characters. That's how they created them. That's how they envisioned them. So I think the shock value, like the, the shock value wears away with them. And it's either that or they figured, oh, we did enough of that in the first half. We don't need to do it anymore. But I feel like it should have continued because... Emma's still going to get sticker shock every time she sees one of these people. She is now seeing, you're right, a nun as a tiny blue fairy with the with huge cleavage and an octopus skirt. Like, and fairy wings. Come on. This is weird shit. I would like to point out that, and this is this, I, I just want to preface this. We got like one comment about this and it'll never leave my brain. Uh, but I just want to make sure we're not body shaming anything here. Like, it's fine. No. But but what I, I will say, I like the juxtaposition of the two characters that we see here is that like Emma is used to seeing Ruby, who is always in her hot pants and her little crop tops and like suspenders and crazy hair. Uh, she only now sees her in the Enchanted Forest fully cloaked out. Like, just is wearing cloak upon cloak upon cloak. Just is the most covered as she probably ever seen. No reaction. Now as a woman that's com com constantly covered, she sees in the Enchanted Forest, just like all skin, crazy dress, looks like a Vegas showgirl. The ju I just realized the juxtaposition of that is really funny. <laughs> it is. And, and I hope no one thinks we're, we are not body shaming. We are celebrating all body types. You know, we're you know we're happy to see all these characters in whatever they want to wear uh but i think we can all agree the octopus skirt is ugly also the whole theory about like you know the the weird misogynistic evil cleavage aspect mm -hmm. of the show of when someone's evil their their boobs are propped up almost up to their chin where they could prop their chin on their boobs 
Uh, but the only character that is the outlier here is Blue, who is a very sus character in general. So yes. it makes us think that it's some sort of tell. So just, I just want to make sure we clear that up just one last time. I'll never bring it up again. That's a lie, but it just, I will try not to. But yes, <laughs> Blue comes back. I love, this version of Blue is funny to me. Just like, I know you're lying. I'm here to fix it. And then I will immediately leave and offer no guidance. Like this is, this is what the fairy is supposed to do. Fairy is supposed to show up, do magic, leave. Perfect. Yes. And that's what she does. And Snow is back to normal. Emma is crying. She is so relieved. And she gives Snow the biggest hug. And Snow is just like, okay. All right. Cool. Thumbs up. And then just turns around. And and Emma, this is her coming to Jesus moment. This is her coming to Skywalker moment. And you know what? I liked this a lot. And I like what she says about it later on. This reminiscent we talked about tumblr before i was very super who luck tumblr side of my life uh it reminded me it, anyone that watched doctor who um when river meets do uh, the doctor before he met her and him mm -hmm. having no recognition of her broke her heart i thought of that immediately and immediately started crying i was like no uh because that's what this is this was a person you love and adore and you just think you can leave with no remorse. I'm just going to leave New York. I don't want to be a part of this anymore. It's fine. But then you get to see that person have zero reaction. <laughs> a person who wouldn't care if you lived or died. Like, this version of Snow sees Emma tied to train tracks, might try to save her. Maybe. Maybe. If she's not busy. If she's not busy or if she doesn't have, like, Regina in her eyesight where she can, like, blow powder in her face. Uh, but, like, the Snow that Emma knows, she's very selfishly knows that Snow loves her so much in a way that she can't understand. And then that went away and it destroyed Emma. I love this. And I also like how Emma recognizes her own faults in that she's kept she's kept Snow at a distance. She's pulled away from the hugs. She has not embraced her parents as her parents. She's kept that that wall up. And, and this is kind of the moment where it kind of comes crashing down because you don't know what you got till it's gone. Uh, I'm just going to keep bringing up random pieces of media. Uh, 13 going on 30 when she like goes, she jumps forward in time. Like she's 13. She's like, I don't want to like my parents. Eh. But she even realizes that like she's an adult who keeps her parents at a distance and just like wants them to love her. And realizes that like she must have made some sort of mistake. Like that's the, it's a, it's a, it's a very coming of age thing that Emma got to do like in her 30s. Because she didn't have mm -hmm. parents. So she's getting like this fast track version of like getting parents and then immediately moving out. Because that's what she did. She found her parents and then immediately wanted to express her own freedom. And then realized what that freedom meant. And how much it broke her, her parents' heart. Why? Because they're all the same age. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, Snow is back. Um, everyone is is getting ready to go home. Um uh, the strange, mysterious woman gets knocked out, remains unconscious through the end of the episode. Um, so she's she's got issues. And and Snow is like, you know what? I'm going to go fulfill your canteen. I'll be back in two seconds. I promise. Pinky swears. But no, she's she's still in the ring once again. She's heading to the troll bridge uh, because, well, we need it for reasons. But it's the only way. <laughs> Apparently crossing the troll bridge is the only way to get back to... Uh, to get back to to the to the docks, so Charming goes after her, and then um, Emma and Hook give chase as well because Snow does not have any of the dust. But that doesn't matter because she just pulls a fake, and the trolls are stupid apparently. And and it kind of made me wonder. I'm like, 
she could have done this in the first time and just kept the dark fairy dust. Apparently, she yeah. could she 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 could have kept it. Had that nice souvenir. Yeah, I do like uh, I do like this too because Emma and Hook are just like running as fast as they can to like go save them and get there just in time to watch Snow and Charming save themselves. And and she's like, oh, I guess they don't need me. Aww. Like she like she's happy about it for like a split second, and then she's like. Don't need me. Oh, my parents can fall in love without me. I guess. Meh. This was cute. I do like that she gets to witness all this stuff. Like, I, I like that, that. I don't think they explored that part enough. That they Henry kind of says it later where he's like, good, you're in the book now. But it's like, no, but you saw it. You mm-hmm. now understand that it's real. Because before it was just sort of like, Santa Claus. Well, now you went to the North Pole. You saw it, buddy. You saw the polar bear directing traffic. It's real. Yeah, it's it's like Jumanji, like you're, you know, like the newer Jumanji, like there's a difference between playing the game and being in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, they watch over a distance. We get the final shot of Emma, tri- uh, of um, Snow trying on the ring, which Charming had said in the previous episode was the moment he realized that Snow was the love of his life. And that is what set them on the path to where they were. And the book is the book is good. The book has everything back in it. And they are ready to go back home, so they're going to go uh, visit Rumple to open that portal. Mm. This goes fine. It goes mm. fine. He opens the portal, and then it's over, right? Oh mm. wait, mm. Mm. <laughs> some complications as Rumple makes his amnesia potion for I... plot convenience and a very good joke. I I love this. Uh, so they get there, and like Rumple's like casting magic, and she's like, "Okay, me, Hook, and this unconscious woman." Are uh, we're ready to go through? Don't mind the unconscious woman; it's probably fine. Uh, first of all, I think Rumple would have had something to say about this. I don't know why, but I feel like he would have had more of a protest. Doesn't matter. And at like, this point, I think he probably just wants them gone and doesn't give a shit anymore. I guess. I also he also think- probably already knows he's gonna send them to his vault. So, like he's like he's already he already knows what he's gonna do. I just, so he probably I, just did- I have so many questions about the like weird future site that he has. You know what I mean? Like, where is that? And what is it putting together now that Emma and Hook and this strange woman have entered his life? Th- this had to have add- added some sort of weird trees to the, the whatever he's seeing. Doesn't matter. We don't explore that anymore. He basically goes, oh, by the way, the only person that could open the portal is the person that opened it in the first place. So I can't do anything. What I'm doing right now is making an amnesia potion because I need to forget all of this stuff to make sure that I don't screw up the future. The future that will not exist because of what's happening in the current state. It's probably fine. Anyway, I'm going to send you to the vault. See you later. I've got a... I've got a... Um... This is less of a question, more of a comment. <laughs> First time caller, uh, long time listener, I comment. Uh, two things. One, Emma didn't open the portal. Nope. Two, technically Rumple did. Yeah. Because he killed Zelina. <laughs> yeah. So he activated the whole magic to open the portal. So why wouldn't it work for Rumple? How did it work for Emma? I feel like they should have reworded this a little bit and been like, the only one who could who could use it is the one who was impacted by the spell. So basically, since she fell through the portal, it, it's it's stupid. It's stupid logic that makes no, no sense. No, it wouldn't need to be. She didn't make the portal. 
Also, I don't think Rumple made the portal either. Didn't Zelina make the portal? Yeah, I'm just saying that Rump, like out of the two of them, Rumpel's I guess. closer to the actual the, creation of the right, portal though. than Emma. The the logic should have been something more convoluted. Like only like it needs a strong source of magic, and it won't take dark magic. Like I know they couldn't have done that because they, like Zelina and Rumpel were both wielding dark magic, but it's just like oh, if we want to open it to reverse it, dark magic opened it. White mag, light magic will open it up again. You know what yeah. I mean? And been like oh well, we don't have that because I don't have any. Uh, I like that Hook doesn't bring this up till later. So he banishes them to his like weird unfinished basement. Uh, and <laughs> they're down there with the unconscious body, still unconscious. Uh, he's laying down. Hook just goes and he like picks up a vase. <laughs> he's just, it's just a random urn. He's like, I'm trying to find a way out of here. I'm like, that you, was your solution. An you, urn. I, I've been watching a lot of just stuff. If you watch Murderville, it's got like Will Arnett in it and they just like I loved it. Yeah. Okay, yeah, with uh with what yeah, he's just like, Yo, this is what we all turn into. A vase? That's an urn, man. Oh. Huh. Uh that's what I thought of. Uh so he like he pulls out his only thing he touches, he brings that out. And at the time I was like, what a weird thing for him to do. I understand now. Uh but Emma's just like, I can't we can't do anything. Everything down here is very dangerous. Let's not touch it. And looks like, by the way. Uh, all of Zelina's spells were completely undone when she died, so you probably have magic again. Like, I should have brought this up before, uh, but I didn't. No, he doesn't word it like that. He words it like, you should know that. Like, he, that's how he puts it. Oh, that's like, what he says. Yeah, because yeah, he's he, like, bitch, you know. Like, I love it. He's like, bitch, you know. Bitch, you know. You know, and you're still w- trying to run away. But he wouldn't have known, and, and Hook wouldn't have known either. He didn't, neither of them saw saw the footage of Zelina die. They just saw the portal was open. For all they know, Zelina could have escaped and opened it up. They don't have that information. That's true. I'll give you that. I do like the idea of like Hook throwing like a full Hail Mary pass of being like, you should know. And you do know. And that's why you want to run away. Just to like guilt trip Emma and to be like, I do know. I've been making magic potions this whole time. Just mew, mew, mew. Like, she's just like, you're right. But And then she goes into her big... This is where she does it, right? Where she's just like, she's explaining like, how much it was breaking her heart about Snow not recognizing mm-hmm. her. And that's what she misses. She misses home. And home isn't a place. Home is the people. She doesn't miss Storybrooke. She misses her mommy. I love this. As a mother, oh, I appreciated I this. I felt this in my soul. In my soul. I miss my mommy and I want her to hug me. And I want to hug her and I want her to hug me back. We're going back and I'm never leaving again. Uh, and so she, she's just standing there very upset and the wand activates because her magic is going because she's holding a wand. Can't can't tell you something incredibly juvenile. 100%. Please. So Emma is, is, is pouring her, her heart out. She's crying. She's weeping. And then Emma just like smirks a bit. Sorry. Hook smirks a bit and goes, look down. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) <laughs> the, first, the first thing that popped into my head was yeah that <laughs> I, I i'm sorry i'm sorry that's the greatest thing what a, what a wildly inappropriate time for like that pickup line words but hey check it out <laughs> hey, check it out like i that's so fantastic like <laughs> why oh i i thank you 
Thank you. Which is just just to add to the juvenile because I was trying to race you to whatever you were about to tell me. And then I'm like, well, she is holding something weirdly phallic and vibrating in her hand. So it just works on every level. It's, it's multi-layered. It's multi-layered. But no, no, we're, we're, we're going to get to that later. That's Well, we mean the preface to that. Uh, but first, we got to open a portal. Uh, we got to jump in with an unconscious woman. And Emma's about to, but something happens. Rumple grabs her and is like, I'm not letting you leave ever. Swear to me. Swear to me. Uh, he's just like, she's like, tell me, tell me what happened. And she's like, your daddy loves you and you find him. And he's like, okay, but what aren't you telling me? Emma, for somebody who can pick out liars, cannot lie. Because she, no one, she has tried to lie three times in this episode Every single person has called her out. And she's like lying by omission. Hi, my name's Leia. No, it's not. I don't have any magic. Yes, you do. I don't know what happens to Neil. Lies. And she, she's just like, and he And the fourth died. one, if you count that deleted scene with Regina. True. I can find Snow. No, yeah. you can't. No, you can't. Uh, and so, yeah, he's just like, she's like, he dies, but he dies. A he- I I have conflicting feeling, conflicting feelings about how I feel about this. Conflicting feelings about how this played out. Uh, where she was like, he died a hero and you can't take that away from him. Cause he's like, I'll save him. I'll save him. She's like, he died a hero and you can't take that away from his tears streaming down her face. I liked this on one level, but on another level, I didn't, if that makes sense. So I'm curious what level you did and what level you didn't without getting too into the weeds. I just, I, without getting in the weeds, like on a level, I do like this reasoning because like, this is a good, be, be like, hey, don't, let's not change what he did and what he sacrificed because he did this with his eyes wide open, whether I agree with it or not. He did. He did something he believed in, and that's dying a hero. You died for what you believed in, whatever. I, I that I liked. What I didn't like is the fact that it, not really, he didn't actually die a hero. He died to save Rumple, which I don't agree with because of, we're going to get into the wedding stuff. Uh, I just, I think they copped out on Neil's death and they're trying to uh, elevate it more than it was. And I don't like that. That's fair. I, I agree with that. I think that they're trying to amplify his death to make it make more sense because Rumpel should have stayed dead. And also, if you really think about it, Neil died to give them a piece of information they would have found out anyway. Like yeah. he he wasn't the he wasn't the end all be all for that tiny little stat he gave them about Zelina. Like they were gonna find it out anyway. Yeah. Um. So so yeah, but it di- as much as this whole scene was like a little weird to me, and it I feel like it was worth it for then. The moment after when Rumpel drinks the amnesia potion. This This, was so great. This was so... This... I love this. So they go, the portal closes. He drinks... As the portal is closing, this is such an extra moment of Rumpel. be like, as it's going and the heat is rushing off the portal, he's taking this shot of amnesia potion. As he looks down, the portal closes and he's looking around. I think he's holding the wand too and he's like, the hell am I doing in here? I, the number of times as a person that has like symptoms of ADHD that I've just walked into a room and just been like, the hell am I doing? Why? What's going on? I will now just say a portal has closed and I had to drink ammunition potion. Like that's the reasoning I'm standing in there. A very dramatic, life-changing, altering thing has happened, but I don't remember. 
I came in on a cyclone. I came in on a cyclone. <laughs> Such a big. Your eyes have to be so big, like dinner plates, to do it. It's so amazing, and yours, yours do it perfectly. You've got such guys. So they get in. I love. They land right, unconscious woman on the dirt. They land laying down, and they stand up. And Emma's like, "I have to go." This here is my juvenile moment, okay? Uh, most of my hair's being weird. Uh, here's my juvenile moment is because she was like, uh, you deal with her and she points at the unconscious woman and she looks at Hook and she's like, I have to go. And my brain just immediately went like to a poop joke of just being like, I've got to go drop my kids off at the pool. Like she's saying something like weird, like something. She's just like, I have to go see a man in about a boat. Like he, she just had to like, she's like, I have to go. And I'm like, why does that just seem like she has to poop? Like, like I have to go. Uh, and so she leaves. But like, it's such an anticlimactic moment of they get back and like, she looks at Hook and she's like, cool, we're back. Deal with that. Gotta go. Runs into the diner. Uh, as far as I can tell, 15 seconds have passed. So Emma runs in, like, hugging her parents. Like, she's never, like, she hasn't seen them in years. Uh, yeah, like, and- literally no time has passed because we see the phone call from David with his his forest headshot. Um, so it's literally, like, no time has passed whatsoever. I do love her. It's just like, we were really worried about you. You seemed really worried. You seemed very concerned right before she burst in the door where you were doing nothing and just standing there. Very concerned. Uh, but she's, like, she comes in and she's just very excited. And then she just says, I don't remember what she says, but, like, what the way she says it, Henry was like, we get to stay! It's like, damn it. I, I just... I wish they'd stop doing that. It just seems like a very forceful thing to do to a person. A very intrusive thing of just being like, you know, like, oh, I love you guys so much. Does that mean we get to stay and not have to move? I've looked at apartment listings uh, because leaving would traumatize me severely. Is this not the time? Okay. Uh, Because they just pushed her to make this decision. And it's just like, guys, let's let her unpack some stuff maybe. Yeah, but at the same time, like, for them, no time has passed. And also, Emma has been so cagey and dodgy. Like, they kind of have to push. But but she's had a revelation. She's had an epiphany. So, but but realistically, what they experienced was Emma getting mad and defensive about staying in Storybrooke, leaving, Hook leaving with her. A portal opening, closing, opening again, then closing, and then Emma appearing 15 seconds later being like, I love it here. I want to move here. I'm going to get Storybrooke University uh, merch. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I mean, isn't and- that kind of what happened in Wizard of Oz? Like, 100%. She goes to, she, I mean, this is kind of, I mean, there's that's why it's called There's No Place Like Home. This is Emma going to the land of Oz, coming back. And being told she's waking up from a dream like five seconds later and be like, and you were there, and you were there, and you were there. Uh, and you because were she bumped there, her head. strange okay, woman so who this... you were, who's going to die. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So this is, and, 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 and I believe in Wizard of Oz, she did get hit on the head, so they brought her in because of the storm. So, okay, 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 let this tracks, because we'd already been talking about it. Traumatic brain injuries and changing your personality. What we know about it. Scientific studies. Let's launch into it. Okay, so... They, there's, it's a very nice moment, and Regina doesn't show up before the name reveal. Correct? No, the right. name reveal happens, right. and then, and then we get the happy, the happy step family before everything comes crashing down. Okay, yes. So 
Emma's just like, okay, I saved everybody. I'm in the book now. I believe my reward as a hero, even though heroes don't ask for rewards, Emma, is I want to know this baby's name. And again, I know that they're like snow and charming, but they're just two people in street clothes in a diner. The longer they talked about the name for Neil before telling us his name was Neil made me angry. I'd have been like, just like, tell me. Shut up. <laughs> no one cares. Boo. Boo this person. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I was just waiting for someone when they finally said Prince Neil just to yell, we're in a democracy. Yeah, right. You have no rulership here. I don't listen. I don't have to follow your authority. 1776, baby. We live in America, man. I have rights. <laughs> I have rights. You're mostly, your, your post is mostly ceremonial. You just cut ribbons. No one cares. On Neil's Jubilee, he's gonna t- he's gonna tell somebody that they can't be queen. Sorry. Uh, so it's like, yay, there's a moment. All we kind of get from Rumple is just like a, like a like a ah nice. And then Emma doesn't really react either. She's just like smiling about it. Both of them, I feel like, could have had bigger reactions because a Emma now has a brother that's named after the dead love of her life. Uh, I remembered I remembered Rumpel's reaction being better than what it was when I watched the episode just now. I I, I feel like you said that last episode. You're like, oh no, his, Rumpel, his reaction's great. Like, and I like so saw good. it. I'm like, did I miss something? Yeah, no, I kind of tuned out during that one. Watching both episodes. <laughs> the speech was so really I was like, hard. I was like, I gotta watch it hardcore. And I was like, he just like did like the double nod that you do when like when 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 somebody gets a good answer on a test and you're like, I helped them study. Or as we say in Hercules, that's Phil's boy. Hmm. Hercules is going to come into the show. Uh, Hercules later. I I feel like it would have been more. (laughs) I I don't know. I feel like Rumble also didn't need to react because he doesn't know Neil. Neil is not a guy he knew. He knew Bay. He knew Balefire. So had they named him Balefire, I think he might've pitched a fit. Uh, but Neil, he's like, okay, that guy, I understand. That That's fine. But I think if they would have been Balefire, his reaction would have been uh, 3,000 times bigger. And then we get a nice little moment with Emma and Hook into the courtyard of Granny's, where Hook uh-huh. finally reveals how he managed to get to Emma's side. Oh, so cute. And they make yeah, they, they well, they make Audi, and I loved this because it was just like, okay, well, what did you? Well, I outraced the curse. How did you outrace the curse? I'm a damn good captain. That's why I'm amazing on my ship. No one knows my ship better than I do. Well, how did you get to me? Oh, I sold my ship. You sold your ship to get to me. I did. And in that moment, that was Emma being like, this dude sold his car. Like this, is like if a car guy told you he sold his car to like get you literally anything, you'd be like. That's the craziest thing you've you've ever you could have done. That's insane. This guy loves the hell out of me. I'm gonna kiss him. I'm gonna kiss him. I'm so excited. I'm gonna kiss him. And they make out uh, next to a big thing that says Storybrooke. And so it was like she's home and she found a boyfriend in Storybrooke. It's happy. Her life is perfect. Time to go ruin someone else's. Oh, okay. Can I can can I can I hop in to, to describe this moment because it it filled my soul with rage. Yes. Go. Okay. So everyone's chilling at Granny's. We're having a great time. It's a party. It's a non-coronation. We're doing good. Uh, we have Regina and Robin and their son and her son, his son 
tra-la-la-la-la, she's holding his hand, they're like, happy-go-lucky family, it's the found family, it's great, they, they make Yowdy in front of the, in front of the granny's diner, and then they go inside, and, and then Regina comes in and made, uh, the woman in the corner spots Regina's like, uh, that's evil queen, that's evil queen, that's evil queen, and Emma's like, no, it's fine, we're cool, she's cool, and I did like this exchange between Emma and Regina, where I'm like, it felt like kind of like a normal person conversation for something that is not normal at all. She's like, especially because um, Regina, for all intents and purposes, didn't know that Emma went through the portal because this is the first time they've spoken. This episode is full of like very Game of Thrones season seven logic where people just do things and everyone else knows about it, even though they've never had a conversation or no I, time has passed. I do like the idea that like, Regina is still just like in a sex haze. <laughs> really, she's just, just like, like okay. she's just like, what happened? I wasn't here for this. You know what? I'm absolutely fine with it. Yeah, totally. You went through a portal and we saw each other in the past. Absolutely. Totally. 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 What now? <laughs> what yeah, happened? So, she, so Emma tells Regina that she brought someone back through the portal, someone who does not care for her very much. And, and Regina's like, Okay, it's a little awkward, but all right. And Emma's like, I'm just going to bring her over to say hi. Just be cool. Be chill. And I thought this was fun. And then she brings her over. And then, dun, dun, dun. So, Abby, when did you find out that this was, in fact, Maid Marian? So, for the whole episode, I was like, like Beth was really kind of, the smirk on Beth's face about who this was. <laughs> Last episode <laughs> drove me nuts. And so I was sitting there just, like I said, my brain just compartmentalized so many of these storylines that this did not occur to me until five seconds before she stood up to come meet Regina. Because it was one of those, I was sitting there and going, is it Ingrid? Does she like dye her hair? Like, is this how we change the timeline? Like we bring this woman from another land to here and she then enters Emma's life to change the path. Like, I don't understand what's going on, but she doesn't have white hair or blonde hair. What happened? What's going on? And then like the conversation's happening. I'm like, I don't understand who this woman is. I was so frustrated. I was also frustrated because, uh, we haven't talked about the wedding yet, which has happened like seconds before. And I was still reeling from that. Uh, and it was like, oh, she's going to come over here. And they both look at her and she gets ready to stand up. And I was like, oh, no, like I, <laughs> I, I was so mad that I didn't realize it for the lo so long. It, it took me that long to get there. And it was just before they like dropped the other shoe. And I was like, oh, no. And again, this is where my brain started imploding going. The number of storylines that have just been introduced to start the next season is unimaginable. Like a wild amount of things. So yeah. So this is happening. Yeah. And I don't really know what you're talking about with the wedding. Like what wedding? What wedding? What, what wedding? What wedding? Oh, so, you know what? If we don't talk about it, it didn't happen. This is the <laughs> magic of our podcast. If we don't talk about it, it didn't it, happen. It's called foreshadowing with, with a, um, a, a, a partially sweet and partially totally cringe, a uh, wedding speech about, how the best covers of the dustiest book jackets. Jesus. So, okay. So it's, it's Marion. Okay. So the reveal is Emma has okay, yeah, saved, yeah. made Marion from death, which means 
Robin was like, yeah, if she wasn't dead, I would totally be with her because that's the mother of my child and I love her to death. So it was like Regina finally finds happiness. She gets it. She gets it in her 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 grasp. It is in her palm. She has her hands around it. It's amazing. She's still in her sex haze. It's all fun. And then the world's worst thing could happen to her because nothing says Snow White's daughter like ruining her life. Uh, and But this, see, yeah. I hated this. I hated this. I hated this. I hated this. Like, I get Regina being sad. I get it. I get her being crushed. Like, this is this is sad. But she is looking at a, a, a woman who she had murdered, a woman who is hugging her son, who she hasn't seen for, for a long time. This boy has his mother again. And she's looking that in the face. And then she turns to Emma and is like, thanks a lot for bringing her back. Thanks a lot for giving this this wonderful boy role in his mother again. Thanks a lot, you dick. Now I'm mad. Like I don't listen. I don't like this. Listen, it's so Re- regressive. Listen, Regina was never fully fixed. Like she didn't make her full redemption. She still hasn't made her full redemption arc. Okay, so she yeah she regressed a little bit because again she's evil queen. So she still has some 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 things to unlearn. You're right. This sucked. Like I I. A boy is reunited with his mother, his a mother he thought was fully dead, uh, and Regina is lashing out as a first reaction because she can't be mad at Robin, she can't be mad at the woman she was supposed to kill but didn't, and she can't be mad at the child. So instead, she will re- she will project her anger towards Emma because you know what? It's good. It's safe to be mad at Emma. She knows what to do about being mad at Emma. And so, yeah, this this is introducing a storyline in which Beth and I will scream about uh, for minimum three hours when all hell breaks loose. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even going to get into this yet because no, there's so no, much, we're having a good time. So much wrong with it. It is so unpleasant, and so uncomfortable. But so let's this, speaking of this, unpleasant and uncomfortable. Well, no, we're not talking about the wedding. We already talked about it. What wedding? What are you talking about? You mean you mean you mean two people standing in the woods stealing lines about other people who were in love, and a person who is declaring her love because he is now sober and will never go back. Yeah, Yeah, I love you. As as we literally watch him take a shot in his closet in the form of putting his dagger away. She says she loves him because he buried the monster. Like, that's not okay. You can't marry, like, you can't be in love with and say that you love somebody unconditionally and you love and you want to marry them because they've overcome something and they'll never go back. Like, I think that, I've, I've figured it out. Like, that's the part that bothers me. Like, every time he goes back to it, this is why I was talking about addiction and alcoholism before, where I was like, everything goes back to it. She like just is so upset with him and she won't help him and she gets mad. She's like, no, you were past this. I can't believe we're here again. She just wants to pretend it doesn't exist. She just wants the small part of him that is a person. <laughs> and that that was gross. And then Rumpel's vows were all just like, and I will always find you. No, sir, those are the charmings. You can't do this. You won't always find her. How weird and creepy. It's weird that you say it because you could do it logically with magic and it's weird. The Charmings just do it because of love. That's nice. Still weird, but I just nice. wish I wish with Belle they embraced what they did with like Charming and Snow, the we are both mentality. Because she has Belle and she has Lacey. Lacey was more chill with Rumple's darker impulses, but to the point where she was actually encouraging him to to satiate his darker impulses. Whereas Belle 
just wants it, none of it to exist and, and is in complete denial about what he's experiencing, what he's going through. He's like, no, you're fixed. I fixed you. You're fine. We need something in between and we don't get the something in between. This is just a very toxic and healthy relationship. And also who wears six inch stilettos in the woods at night? Like, why aren't her heels, like, sinking into the dirt oh so slowly? Everything about, like, she looked so cute, but this was not a wedding outfit. I, I was okay with it as a wedding I, outfit because, like, it's it's a courthouse wedding outfit. Like, Hopper's getting the married. Apparently, he, he, he is a licensed minister. I don't I, know where he's licensed, but that's fine. I, uh, everything about that scene just made me laugh too because it's like we're getting married next to the well that brought back the magic that made uh, your life suck, Belle. Uh, but also we're bringing your dad who in which like tried to like hide you forever but also Rumple beat the ever-loving snot out of getting married by a cricket. Everything about this is hysterical when you think about it in the full big picture of Once Upon a Time. It was just... I'm upset that we didn't get like a better wedding. And I, I get, we get this because it's not, we already know it's a lie going in. We know it's a lie because she's like, I trust you wholeheartedly. It's just like, you shouldn't red flag, red flag. So yeah. So they're, they're married now. Hooray. Yay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not going to lead to problems. Um, at the middle point of the fourth season. No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. She's literally not going to force him out of town to lose his magic as he begs and pleads with her because he's such a dick. Uh, And then he's going to go full evil with his harem. And that's all fine. And then Regina's going to, like, murder Emma. But other than that, everyone's happy and fine and everything's back to normal. And apparently, let's not gloss over the fact that apparently the timeline is just fine. Uh, I did like Hook's little line just being like, listen, if I remembered the woman that kissed me in that tavern... I would have hunted her down because he's like, I know how you kiss and I would have uprooted my life to find the woman from the tavern. And I'm like, first of all, I can't tell if that's romantic or creepy. That's the best kind of romantic. If she didn't like you, <laughs> it's creepy. But uh, now she's going to lunge herself at you. But anyway, the timeline apparently is just fine because it's it it reached a homeostasis. So she's in the book, but everybody's memories are back to normal. Well, no, but there, there. She's in the book, and everyone remembers it. So, so we have a new timeline, but the new timeline essentially merges with the old one, so everything is like okay yeah. from there on out. But I do like the funny note from Snow where she's like, "Wait, you're Princess Leia? Wait, hold on." I loved it. And I then, like, yeah, great. like I like, I like, I like to, I like Henry just being like, "Wow, real original mom." She's like, "Oh, I'm so suppressed." Didn't tell us that you like the prince you came up with was Prince Charles. Anyway, that's not the point. The point is uh, that something else came through in the portal, Beth. Yeah, yeah, the urn that Hook decided to mess with for no reason other than plot convenience. So the urn flew through the portal and and it spills over and the Terminator's here. Oh shit! That would run been- for your lives. <laughs> Come with me. Uh, I. I like this. This is a very hype ending. The blue CGI was so bad. It was so it was. bad. Like they kept and they did this in. weird like crossfade thing when she sticks out her hand to do the the ice. Like there were some um, directorial choices that were bad yeah. in this reveal, but the reveal itself was fun. Yeah, and and we do. I, I do want to point out that. Um, while most of the international titles were No Place Like Home or There's No Place Like Home, 
uh, German was wanting to um, get us with that that tease for next season. Their title was A Cool Wind Blows Through the House. I German titles. German titles. <laughs> I I think now that I know, because I knew that this reveal was going to be coming, uh, now that you looked it up and you know that like this, this was kept completely under their hats, this mm-hmm. is an amazing reveal. Yeah. Because this is... This is like, okay, well, the first three seasons, this is all stuff you know. Uh, we kind of like uh, lampshade a little bit, touch our noses a little bit at some uh, references, like you know, Star Wars and stuff like that. But we never like fully embrace current Disney or Pixar or whatever. And this is them just like kicking the door down for better or worse and being like, we've run out of ideas. We're bringing it into the 2000s. Let's go. And, and I think we also have to remember at the time, this is when Frozen was at its peak. It had just come out. It was widely popular. One of the most popular Disney movies in years. Um, and especially for, for, for young girls and young women, this was a huge phenomenon. So the fact that they were able to get it was actually a very big deal for them. And it was a big deal for the show. Um, it's like... It's like kind of like the Mandalorian when they first brought in Luke Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, they brought in Luke Skywalker, but <gasps> it was like eons ago, so it's fine. Um, they, you know, they're, but not even like because that was already teased and everyone kind of already suspected that that was coming. This can't kind of, I remember it kind of came out of nowhere. I feel like Frozen launched and like it got really big and they were just like, I don't remember what we were doing for season four, but whatever it is, it needs to involve Elsa. Also, Guys, Lil Bo Peep, but we also get Charming learning to swing his sword. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I've, I have forgotten more about the Elsa storyline than I could possibly explain. The only thing I kind of remember is the uh, Charming learning to sword fight, but also that the guy that plays Kristoff um, was the guy that was in ABC Family's Greek. That's the, and he, that's the only thing that I remember about him. For some reason, um, okay, so so okay, so 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 Frozen's huge. They rewrite the season. So alternate little timeline here. Someone pointed out on the Facebook group uh, that the Once Upon a Time Twitter has become active for no reason. Like like it really? seems it. There's a lot of like Gen Z sounding tweets coming out. Like where it's just like when you realize you have work to do on a Friday, but you're already dressed up to go, and it's like Regina at her office with a dress. And there's these, like, there's just a lot of, like, cool social media stuff, like, just conversation, mm. like, happening. I looked into it. I apologize. I don't remember who pointed it out, but you did. I looked it up immediately, and I was, my mind was blown. So, yeah, it's being active. So, just, just spitballing here. Like, if they decided they were like, you know what? We, we've, we've, we've somehow got everybody together. We're going to do another random season. And for some reason, we're going to bring in. Not for some reason, just because what's the big thing right now in Kanto? Could you imagine like season season eight out of nowhere and we bring and we just exclusively talk about Bruno? Like I what would they talk what would they do? They would they could do that. They could do like there's so much that's happened between that and the, the show actually closing. They could actually do like a really interesting season eight, maybe, of new characters or a different place, or do like some sort of weird alt timeline. I don't know. I've been thinking about this little thought experiment. I think it's been fun. 
It's so ironic that they're doing that because literally Telltale Games is coming out with a sequel to The Wolf Among Us, which is based on Fable, which, you know, everyone claims Once Upon a Time ripped off Fable. You know, they have a lot of similarities. But the fact that Wolf Among Us is now coming back after like a decade and then Once Upon a Time is coming, maybe coming back. Who knows? But also, aren't those guys working on another show? So maybe that's why... Because I haven't heard anything about the new show that they were making. Maybe it got can't Like, that was pre-COVID. So I don't know. Yeah. That was also an anthology thing. So I don't know if that's actually happening anymore. Um, But you know what? Maybe we can look into it for our season three recap. Woohoo! Because we're going to have to talk about this season. We've got so much. Because, guys, this is season three, episode 22. There's no place like home. Overall, a great season finale. Um, as far as just like quality goes, all the season finales, they always hit it out of the park. This is as far as like spectacle, probably one of their best. Oh, this was like, I, I would like to come back to that because while I agree, I also, I feel like the Dark Swan finale was intense. I remember fully getting onto my feet when that happened. Yes. So, like, I, I just remember coming out of the off the couch and be like, "What is happening, Emma? No, uh, this is." Uh, but we started in Neverland, so like, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Oh, so like <laughs> so, again, like I I've been joking but kind of serious. Like every time you mention something that's coming, and my brain just cannot handle the idea of this many plot points. I think it's just because the sheer amount of stuff that's happened in season three in general. I can't keep it all straight in my brain. We started with, we started with Ethan Embry. He was alive at the beginning of this. So like we've, we've come on quite a journey. The recap, I'm going to have to like go through and reread some stuff. Cause I have to recap like in my own brain and remember what's happening. Cause it, I feel like we've been recapping season three for years Mm-hmm. Yeah, because this was the first season that was divided in two. So whereas season two kind of meandered a bunch, this one was jam-packed with information because they truncated the, the storylines into half seasons. So we got way more plot than we had in previous seasons. And that's going to continue. Like, this is this is the format now. This is what we get. Um, and we will have a lot to talk about next week. And uh, be sure to, especially if you're uh, if you're our patrons, be sure to leave us a comment if you have any things you want us to talk about with season three. If you have any questions about season three, what we're looking forward to in season four, uh, be sure to leave comments on uh, the Patreon post and we'll get to them next week. Uh, we want to thank all of our wonderful patrons, including our <gasps> Snow Queen patrons. You guys, it's happening two weeks from now. We will fully be into Snow Queen territory. A mistake. Nay. The correct choice. We, yeah, our opportunity. We, we did this fully on purpose. <laughs> so this week's uh, Patreon shout out goes to Paul. Thank you, Paul, so much for supporting us. If you want to support us on Patreon and also contribute to next week's conversation, uh, head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can find us on Twitter. I am personally at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. 
And we will be back next week with our season three recap and are looking forward to season four. And also our uh, special patrons, our dearies and our uh, snow queens, be on the lookout for a special bonus episode coming up. Uh, we're very excited about it and we think you will be too. So thank you so much for joining us. And Abby, we'll see you next week. See you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.